When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. What's going on, everybody? We're back. Oh, this we're is back. episode 190 of the Dark Windows podcast. My name is Kevin. <laughs> I'm Kevin, and you know, before we start, <laughs> oh, we'll get into that at the end. <laughs> Kevin said something, and it was funny. And so, I, so. I, I think a good thing to do here is, uh, why don't we bookend this bitch? We'll do something awesome, and then we'll end it with something. Not so awesome, but we're also okay. gonna fuck with people on it. So okay. do the honors. I, I've I've cracked the package. I haven't opened it yet. <sighs> Timothy, yeah, yeah, Evan, Evan, if you're nasty, <laughs> <laughs> that's a holy shit. I'm old. Uh, yeah, for anybody under the age of thirty, that was a Janet Jackson reference. Uh-huh. So so Timothy. Mr. Gall. I'm, I'm going to call him Timothy. One of our on. one of our glorious, glorious patrons over on the Patreon. His name's going to be forever, not Evan anymore. Oh, no, I'm going to call him Evan. No, no, I'll no. call him whatever he wants. I'll call him Tiffany if he wants me to. I don't oh, really no. care. He is, he is now Timothy. Oh, don't do that, dude. Okay. This says... First of all, let me see his handwriting before you read it. Just, just spin it. I want to see. That's how I judge people. That's not bad. I've seen worse. But I work oh, with mechanics, so... <laughs> Says, We're hope, picking. Says, hope you guys come up with a cool idea for these. Tried to track down my quote unquote uh, hollow Charizard. Oh, Holy Christ, dude, those are expensive too. You, you had a hollow Charizard, you son of a bitch. Like if you had that and oh, like... oh wait, I didn't, I didn't finish. It was a like the, the Rodney King card. Oh, um. oh, that's even better. <laughs> oh, oh well, you broke my heart. I, I don't know if that's worth anything or not, but it's definitely worth uh, losing your job and getting to keep your pension, I guess. See, that's, that, <laughs> this, this is how much of a nerds we are. We're like, oh, you got a fucking hollow fucking Charizard? Because well, where I was going with that is like, if you have that in the original print of a Magic the Gathering Black Lotus, Ooh. you can buy a motherfucking house. Yeah. Uh, Black Lotus is worth anywhere between hundred and two hundred thousand dollars from Something the original like prints. Yeah. So they're stupid expensive. So sadly, he says no luck. That's okay. Uh, I tried to keep the packaging in good shape. Got some gems for you guys, Evan, Timothy. <laughs> and what? A, okay, so we, at least we didn't read his address on there because he's gonna be like, "Why the fuck you keep calling me Timothy?" Yeah. Don't read his address. Don't be an asshole. No, I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> if you read his address, I'll put your phone number on the air. <laughs> no, I would not do that. Yeah. Uh, so he, what he sent us was true crime trading cards. True crime two. True crime two. Yeah, it's not true crime. I I asshole. It's two. 
Well, no, no, no. I didn't know if the, the two it was like true to crime or true crime. That two. sounds like a rap album. I'm going to go with true crime two. Which one? True to crime. Oh, actually, that's let's be real. That sounds like something that Vince McMahon would have named a black tag team in the early 90s. Mm, true. We're not. I'm not even lying. OK, so what do we got in that first pack? First pack. <clears throat> After got... you read them, I, I need to see them. Coral Watts. Don't read the whole thing. Just uh, Coral Watts. I did read Watts. It. Okay. Never heard of him, but Sonny Bean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Scottish Cannibal. Mm-hmm. He is who uh, the Hills Have Eyes is based off of. Paul the Waiter Rica. Oh shit, dude. Paul Rica was a bad motherfucker. Don't know him. He was a uh, Chicago Hitman? guy. Hitman. No, he was. Uh, he was essentially the guy that took over after Capone went to prison. Oh. Paul Rico was a badass. Like Charles Fischetti. Uh with a name like that, I'm gonna guess mafia. <laughs> uh, uh I don't know. This says get cone. Huh? I don't get know if it's for Capone? I don't know, let's see. I don't know. Get Cohen. Oh, uh that would have been Cohen? uh Mickey Cohen? Cohen. Yeah. He was uh Oh, okay. He was a renegade LA cop. Huh. All right. Do- okay. okay, so literally what you sent us here, Mr. Gall, is you sent us approximately 45 new episode topics. <laughs> uh, Ernest Rapello. Okay. Why, why don't we just go through one pack here, and then uh, we'll get into the show. Frank Scalisi. Frank Scalise. That's another mafia guy. Oh, it's either Scalise or Scalise. I'm going to go with Scalise. Never know. I don't know. Usually, if there's a vowel at the end of it like that, it's not really pronounced that way. Well, uh, I don't know. It's like the the, the judge there. His Patrick, last name is spelled the same way. Patrick McClay. McKay. Patty McKay. 1952 Middlesex, England. The zebra killing. Oh shit! That was a good one too. Okay. Well, that. that was. Um, it was a bunch of. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, not black Hebrew Israelites. Uh, I want to say maybe Nation of Islam, guys. That went on a fucking tear, and um, they started, you know, because as the police did back in the seventies, started uh, profiling people, and they would give them a card with zebra stripes on it if they'd been cleared, so that if they got stopped again, they could just go, "Hold on, here's the card. I can go. I've already talked to the cops." Hmm. Yeah. God damn it! Why do I know so much about this shit? Richard Cottington, Cottingham. I have no idea who that one is. Uh, George Hennard. I want one more. I want George Hennard. Not sure on that I'll one either. I'll do another. Okay, this is a small one. I'll do. I'll do one more. Okay. We'll go. Th- we'll. We'll. Uh, we'll fast cycle. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what we got. Uh, Norman Collins. Uh, Estes. Uh, Keyfavor. Anna Genovese. Uh, <laughs> that last name sounds real familiar. Yeah. Uh, Liz <laughs> Renee. The uprising. No uh-huh. idea. Uh, yeah, Issei... Issei Sagawa? Sagawa, yeah. Japanese guy? Yeah. yeah. He was a fucking weirdo, too. Uh, Jerry Gessler. Arthur Sa- uh, Sawcross. Shawcross. Arthur Shawcross, yeah, is another serial killer. Uh, Tony Accardo. Gangster. Gangster has to be. Uh, Kevin Christensen. No clue. Uh, Jack Dragna. Uh, I believe he was a... L.A. Mafia guy, if I'm not mistaken. The Interstate Murders. 
That's not very specific because there's a lot of those. It has seventy. It has seventy five on it. Huh. Like the highway. And it says seventy five and seventy one. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, because that's a. Uh, that's a. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of be like being like, oh, the freeway killer. Fucking which one? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll read the last. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just go through the last pack. We're already here. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Vincent Giannetti. I'm. Um, yep. I'm assuming you're gonna be a, a gangster there. Oh, Albert Anastasia. Yeah, another gangster for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anastasia died in nineteen seventy something, seventy four. He was gunned down. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Doesn't say. These are old ass cards, though. These, uh, text 1992, art 1992. These are old cards. Like mm. these have been around for a minute. Lizzie Borden. Oh yeah, yeah. Familiar with that one. Uh, Bell Gunnis. Yep. Carl Panzeram. Uh huh. He'll get an episode. Uh, Crazy Joe Gallo. Oh yeah. Dude, Joey Gallo was a fucking nut. Hitman. Uh huh. Like that. Yeah. Willie Sutton. Willie Sutton. Uh, I want to say serial killer. I don't know. Uh, Frankie Carbo. Yeah, Frankie Carbo. Yeah, another mafia guy. Oh, hey, somebody we've covered. Dorothea Puente. Yeah. A crazy uh, old lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Willie Mor- um, Moretti. No clue on that one. Mm-hmm. Parker and Holme. Nope. Not ringing a bell. But these are all, like, definitely worth reading the backs of. We're just kind of yeah. going through them now to see what they are. But John Taylor. John Taylor. Nope. Luigi Alonghi. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, kidnapping of Jake Guzik. Oh. I say the Snake Roberts, and that ended with somebody getting DDT'd. Bad fucking night for you. They put the snake on him. Uh, let's see. The Kefaver Bloodbath. Whoa, okay. I'm intrigued. Oh, we got a repeat. Crazy Joe Gallo. Okay, we got doubles of Gallo. That's fine. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. This is really cool. This is uh, two weeks in a row that we've had something that uh, one of you excellent people has sent us that you didn't have to. Um, and we really appreciate it. We, re- I, this, it's like Christmas, except I actually look forward to this. <laughs> so, you ready to get into the topic again? Thank you, Evan. You yes, fantastic thank, yes, bastard. Yes, as much as I might, you know, pick or whatever. Uh, thank, it's, you, it's, thank you. It's, thank it's you, from thank a, you. a. It's from a place of love. Yeah, and I, I actually, I'm like, I'm kind of interested to actually like look at these and. You know, like like I said, we got a deck of new episodes. I I know, <laughs> I know, um, I know, I know, and I, I and um, I possibly have a um one that I just found for um and um future a, a future soon episode <laughs> for my my crime. Yeah, um, and also thank you, buddy, for supporting us on Patreon. We really yeah. appreciate that too. Um. Hopefully, we're still getting out decent content that everybody enjoys. But you didn't come here for Patreon. You came here for the main show, now that we're a bit into this. Um, so, since when I mentioned what I wanted to do for my history thing, and you rolled your eyes so hard your head almost fell off, 
I switched topics. So we're going to th- this time this week, we're going to talk about uh, Constantinople a little bit. OK. OK. So Constantinople has always been a very important city. Um, according to Pliny the Elder, who we've spoken about before and who eventually will probably get his own episode because he did, well, didn't really do so much, but if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have the idea that we do about the ancient world because he mm-hmm. kept such kick-ass records on everything um, that he, he's he was one of the first big-time historians to actually keep records of everything. Um Jesus, I think we mentioned him in our, oh God, it was like episode maybe two or three when we did Werewolves and Wolfmen, because we yeah. talked about him with the Cynocephaly, the uh, the dog-headed men. Yep. Um, but anyway, so according to his accounts uh, in his writings, uh, in uh, Natural History is the title of it, it was originally known to be a, a Thracian settlement called Lygos, and it dates back to the 12th century BC. Old, old, yep. old city. Yep. Um, very, very important uh, trading city. Not just trading. It's also very important tactically mm-hmm. as as time it progresses is. forward. It is. Um, it was, became the, if I remember right, it was the capital of the the Byzantines, Holy Roman Empire. Yep, the Byzantine Holy Roman Empire, same thing. Well, Byzantium was kind of like after or before. No, it was, it was it was right at the same time. It was just basically depending on who you asked is what you got for a, a name. Um, well, because it was Constantinople was in, uh, named after Constantine. Constantine, yeah, not John or or the, uh, or. Uh, or as as his uh, his baptized name was what Char- uh, Charles Charles or something like that. I don't know. No, no, Charlemagne. Charlemagne was French. Yes, but I think he. I th- oh no, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I don't know. Um. So there's also a myth about the founding of the city that says the city was abandoned by the time the Greeks got to it, which makes it even older than that. Um. The original name for the city is another mystery. Uh, nobody really knows where, not necessarily the city, but the name Byzantium came from. Uh, but it's often attributed to a Thracian king by the name of uh, Byzus, uh, which would make sense. When, what made the city so important historically is its placement, like we were just mentioning, as the gateway between Europe and the Middle East. I think I, it's funny that you actually mentioned Byzus. Because I, th- I always have these like. You went these- to school with somebody named Bizus. Yes, okay. exactly. How do you know? Because it's Vermont, and you know. And I'm a bazillion years old, as you would say. Um, You're only like 53. <laughs> not that old. Getting closer though. <laughs> closer every yes. day, marching towards the grave, buddy. Same you know here. What? You know it, buddy. <laughs> no, uh, no, because my um, my Facebook feed. No, I think it's my Google feed that I have that mm-hmm. uh, when every time I go on to Google to check like the news and yeah. whatever else. It actually sometimes will have uh, historical yeah, yeah, yeah. information that I've actually shared with the podcast, right, uh, on Facebook, and um, and I think there was something that was unearthed about uh, about him because he's like not really well known, right. So like there was a whole bunch more about him, which I was like, 
oh, that's kind of cool. But yeah. then all of a sudden, you like you mentioned him, I'm like, oh, it's like you got to remember, like, yeah, they kept records back then, but not like we do now. Uh, no, no. So if you were just some dude, nobody's gonna know who the fuck you are. No, because I mean, it's it's all it's uh, they were they were kind of rely on like, you know, it was uh, Aristotle, Pluto, Plato, yeah, um. Pliny, uh, our boy Pliny. A, a lot of them too that like wrote, wrote things that, but they wrote them like a hundred or two hundred years after right. the events. Like the a lot of the, like um, so a lot of it's hearsay. I mean, yeah, like it's like uh, um, the fact that uh, um, oh Jesus, the uh, fuck, I can't think of the, the plate, the hat. Uh God damn it. My brain's like Atlantis. N- Atlantis is one of them. Yep. Because uh, Plato wrote about that. I think yep. it was Plato. But then um, they also wrote about like uh, um, the the three hundred whatever the oh uh, um, the Spartans Thermopylae yeah, Thermopylae yeah <clears throat> you know wrote about that and but that was like that was like a hundred two hundred years after the fact. And spoiler alert for anybody who has not seen the historical documentary Three Hundred, it's not <laughs> accurate. Uh, there was more than three hundred, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't fight in diapers. I'm pretty sure. Um, none of them had British accents. No, they were probably jacked to the gills like that, um, but actually, and not just airbrushed. No, and but... I'm not a hundred percent confident that the Persians fought with elephants, or that they had no a fucking nine foot tall god king. No, he wasn't. He wasn't that tall, and that turns actually... out was a, a, a lesbian on South Park. Believe it or not. Yeah, and he actually so, you know. Xerxes. And uh, he actually had Xerxes. Xerxes actually had hair. Uh, he had a there, beard because you know there was no like weird looking people that like as far as like body disformation. That was just what's his name's. Uh, it's because the movie's based on a graphic novel. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so, like the, the battle. I mean, you'd have to see like the second one. Second three hundred movie to get like the rest of do we though what actually happened? <laughs> do we have to see the second one? Well, no, no, no. You'd have to, but you, you don't have to. But you'd have to like watch it to go. Oh, okay. So there was a sea battle as yeah. well because there was there yeah. was actually both. It's like, do I have to watch the second one or can I just eat Brussels sprouts? Because I don't want to do either one of those things. And I mean, yeah, the 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 three hundred the Spartans died. Oh yeah, they they got the fuck killed out of them. I mean, yeah, they they got because they were outnumbered, like yeah, yeah, like, like by a three lot. to one or something. More like than that. that, it was probably closer to thirty to one. Probably the Persians didn't fuck around. They were like the Persians. <laughs> they were in it to win it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the city has been relevant for I'm not, no exaggeration thousands of years. Yep. It's seen everything from Greek invasions up through the Crusades, which we're going to get into a little bit. Uh, into modern day where it's the capital of Turkey, Istanbul. Yep. Um, and I mean, Turkey's not a, there's still violence there is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Turkey's not a super violent country. And then I had a flashback of like three, four years no, ago of watching their, one of the, I was a prime minister or something, get fucking gunned down to the, <laughs> at the podium or whatever. And I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, there's some shit going on the, there still. But still, but the, but Istanbul, you know, Constantinople at the time. Yeah. You know, it hasn't changed from Constantinople being a trade hub. It still is. It is very much yeah. like a trade hub and 
so much like vibrance and everything because like I because I saw, saw something about it like how it's almost like it's an oasis. Yeah. All on There's own. nothing else around in this fucking no. desert. And the Turks seem like they're pretty cool. Like they're the Muslims that are like, you know what? Fuck it. Drink and party. Who cares? Mm-hmm. All good. So maybe. And apparently have a lake monster there somewhere. Or, and aliens and shit. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about real shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so needless to say, there is, oh, no, I didn't even need to, you know, we kind of cut my dick off there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I cut. Uh, no, me. all good. We, we just, we literally just kind of covered my next sentence that I had here. Um, so as every country does, modern times, yep. like for example, Turkey, they have the National Intelligence Organization which is like their version of the uh, Secret Service. Yep. They're there to protect the leader of the country. Yep. From the late 9th to the early 15th century, emperors and kings of of the Byzantine Empire had their own version of this referred to as the Varangian Guard. And that is who we are going to be talking about today. I've heard of them. Yes, you fucking have. Because you've also heard of probably the most famous member of this group who's going to be uh, an episode that I'm going to do next week as a uh, an appendix episode to this one, I guess would be the way to call it. And we're going to talk about him here in a minute, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. So, okay. um, so a little bit of history of the group, and then we'll probably, you know, we're going to, again, we're going to talk a little bit about this guy and a couple of the, the big battles that they were really involved with. Um, between 860 and 987, the relationship between the Rus, who are proto-Russian Viking kind of, you know, that, that neck of the woods, um, and the Byzantines were kind of rocky, would probably be the best way to put it. Uh, June 18th, 1860, um, 1860, Jesus Christ, 860, the Rus attacked the city, sending 200 ships through uh, the Oh, God, I still can't pronounce this fucking word. Bosporus Strait, which kind of shoots you right into the right into the burbs of Constantinople. Um, And they did what they've done everywhere else they'd gone. They went Viking Uh, raiding villages, burning hovels and entire towns down. Um, It wasn't all your boilerplate, you know, raping and pillaging. They got creative. Not everybody was killed with an axe or blood eagled or whatever they want to make it look like on History Channel. Um, a lot of these folks were rounded up and manually drowned in the sea. So they, they would just form lines and be like, next, hold them under till the bubble stopped. Okay. Slide them out of the way. Next. <laughs> huh. You're just mad. Yeah, just picture some dude just like playing a lute or some <sighs> shit on, on shore. Just playing some music. And these guys are just like, ah, oh, fucking hey. Okay. At least we got music. <sighs> be easier with swords <laughs> uh, so <laughs> what do i have to yes your turn i don't even I have, don't want to i don't have any blood on my face or on my hands anymore because they don't bleed when you drown them this is bullshit but that, but that this was the guy that drew the, drew the short straw because he probably either a you know he, something happened where he didn't have enough blood on him or something in the battle. And they were like, the leader was like, you. Canute what? and I are fighting like bitches again. Make them drown him. <laughs> oh. 
But I don't want to drown him. I wanted to stab him. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> pussies, <it>. and, <laughs> pussies and winders don't go to Valhalla. Drown these people. Fine. No, I think they they were actually, the Rus were Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Rus then reboarded and they hit the Isle of Princes where the former patriarch of Constantinople was uh, there in exile. Uh, because, you know, geopolitical bullshit, not really our thing. Uh, and there's a lot of it in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Games of Thronesy kind of. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of people being exiled and, you know, uh, backstabbing and shit like that that is not as interesting to me. Um, but anyway, he's on this aisle. And there so happens to be the Holy Grail of Viking targets there also. A big fuck-off monastery. Just waiting. Asking for it, you know. So they hit the shores and proceed to do their thing and come across a couple dozen monks that they borrowed, brought back to the ships. Be like, hey, wanted to show you these. These are pretty fucking cool. You guys don't have ships like this. And it's it's kind of lost to history how the whole thing started. Not sure if the monks shot first or what. Uh, all we know is that the Rus acted completely in self-defense and disemboweled somewhere around 36 people on the ships and dumped them into the sea. Aha. Uh-huh. So. I knew those tricky fucking monks. There's no body cam footage. <laughs> I'm just saying. It the was... salt got in there and fucked the lens up. You can't see anything. I'm saying it was the monks. Yeah. On the grassy knoll <laughs> with the fucking, you know, the Mauser. It's or weird. Whatever. There was a bunch of cocaine and guns dropped there, too. It was crazy. <laughs> it was <so> weird. <laughs> It was the fucking craziest thing ever. Who knew the cocaine floated? I know. You know and guns, too. Fuck it. They just Honestly. washed right up on shore. Pound of hashish, you know. I mean, fuck. Oh, nobody care about that. That's... Uh, well, I mean, but, you know... I mean, hash, the, the hash would have had to be gone a little bit further southeast, because that's more Middle Eastern than, than, you know. And this is... These were, like, no fun people. Uh, they had they had the hash. It was turkey. I mean, they're not that far. <laughs> Some fucking sultan just doing hot knives in his kitchen. <laughs> Smoking a ball of hash out of a fucking no, glass bottle like Ricky no, no, from Trailer no. Park Boys. The sultan isn't fucking doing the, you know. The no, he's got somebody to smoke hash for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get high for me. How's that going to work? I don't care. Just do it. You actually, you know, do the stuff and then blow it in my face. See, that just seems disrespectful. No, no. That's what he wanted. I don't know, man. That's what he wanted. Because, he, you know, he's, he's smoking on his hookah. <laughs> You know, fucking, you know, then fucking the guy's blowing the other shit in his face. I mean, so was the Sultan the giant caterpillar? Yes. Okay. He was. Okay, you just making that? sure we're playing by Disney rules here. Exactly. Um, so the attack obviously took the forces of Constantinople by surprise because they didn't really put up a whole hell of a lot of a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because their own navy was out fighting Arab, uh, Arab forces in the Aegean and Mediterranean. So uh-huh. their navy is gone. Out to sea, out to war. Um, had they been there, the Rus would have had a bad time. Oh, probably. <laughs> uh, because they would have been target practice for something known as Greek fire. Yes. Uh, Greek fire is essentially a primitive version of napalm. And historians are still not 100% sure how it worked. Because the recipe for it is lost. They don't know it. There's the two big thoughts is that it was used in some kind of 
ye old flamethrower type contraption with a giant set of bellows at the front of the ship with a, a fire source on the yep. on the out on the prow, yep. and you're just pumping the bellows and f- shooting flammable liquid out through yep. it. Or there's a there was possibly some kind of uh, compound that when it reacted with seawater burned um, because I I can't remember if it's magnesium magnesium sulfate or aluminum sulfate or something like that it's somewhere in that neighborhood you introduce it to salt water and it will explode so if you mix that with another ignition source it will literally burn on the surface of the water i think they actually uh i think this was actually portrayed in the game of thrones it sure was um i mean both would be horrifying fucking ways to die because you can't splash water on your ship because you're just throwing goddamn fire at it at that point yeah um and if you catch on fire, you can't jump in the water to go out because you'll fucking burn underwater. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, f- yeah, you'd have to go fuck, real deep. Fucking out. No, you just stab yourself and just call it good. Just, <laughs> yeah, you pull out the sacks and just <laughs> Japanese style. Uh-huh. In, down, and over. Uh-huh. Like the samurai did. Uh-huh. Uh, believe it or not, not the, not the last time I'm going to reference the samurai this episode. Which is fucking wild, I know. But. Um, so the siege would last until August 8th of 860 when the roost just kind of broke it off. Some contribute, <laughs> some contribute it to the nonstop prayer of the higher ups and the, you know, the uh, religious authorities in the city. Um, oh yeah. Most say it's because the emperor showed back up with the Navy, mm-hmm. which sounds more reasonable to me. Probably. I mean, I, with the power of prayer, all things are possible. But I'm pretty sure this is because Daddy came home, and uh, probably because Daddy came <laughs> home. He brought the paddle with him. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh no, 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 no! Okay. I don't want to get that stick." Yeah. So things got better for a minute. Uh, treaties were signed between both sides that would result in the Rus sending ships and men uh, to assist Constantinople with naval combat against Arab forces, um, because Vikings plus water fights equals huge advantage. Yes. Um, and again, things are. Super rocky between the Rus and Constantinople until around 980 when things cooled down a bit again, which is perfect timing because some dickhead named Vardist, uh, Vardhas Fokas uh, marched with a uh, fairly sizable rebel force on Constantinople. Uh, as soon as Basil II, who was the emperor at the time, Got word of the incoming invasion, he sent a request for help to the Russian High Prince Vladimir the Great of Kiev, who again could get his own goddamn episode. Um, he will definitely get a mention when we talk about Olga of Kiev at some point too. Uh, so old Vlad says, "Fuck it, why not?" Sends six thousand troops to help, and this was kind of a <laughs> kind of a backhanded favor in a way. On his part, kind of thought process there. Sure, I'll help. I'll even hand select the guys I'm sending you. Uh, what Basil didn't know is that he was being sent guys that Vladimir didn't want to deal with anymore or pay anymore because they were unruly or out of control or war criminals or whatever. Yeah. Um, so in one of the first engagements they got into with the rebels, they killed nearly the entire force. And only left a couple thousand guys to flee. 
Uh, it also helps because it helps when you attack deliberately when they're starting to eat. So they, these guys had it scoped out and they're like, they're doing a Sal, Salisbury steak. They're sitting down. They're sitting down. Get them. <laughs> they just came rushing over the fucking hills. And uh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, if if it's die or finish my Salisbury steak, you're going to have to kill me because I'm going to finish it because I'm not running away from it. There's nah. there's certain fights you don't run from Salisbury steak with like a good gravy, some ma- the mushrooms and mashed potatoes on it. See, first off, a forget the mushrooms. Fuck you. You're wrong. Uh, no, no. And second off, I'd be going, I'd be holding up my fucking knife or my fork, and be like, no. <laughs> I'm prepared to go to Valhalla. I've got my knife and my fork. I'd be like, no. I'm gonna finish this. You got a mouthful. You're like, you want some? <laughs> And, you know, there'd be that one fat fuck like me that'd be, like, looking around me, and, yeah, nobody's looking, sure. Shit's pretty good. And just shank him. <laughs> now yeah. I get the rest of it, too. That's what I would do. Um, okay, so in eight, uh, 898, the Varingians again fought, um, this time against a guy by the name of Delphinus, Delph- Delphonus, these fucking Greek names kill me, who was one of uh, Focus's uh, lieutenants. And during the battle, Focus, 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 fuck him, whatever, was uh, captured and killed, which put an end to his little rebellion, as it does. Because when you start it, and then you lose your head, nobody wants to fight anymore. Uh huh. So not too long after the battle... Prince Vladimir converted to, uh, to Christianity because he wanted a crack at Princess Anna of Constantinople. Uh, must have been something if it was worth converting for. You know what hey, I mean? You know? Who knows? You got to do what you got to do. Who knows? Maybe she just had, you know, two separate eyebrows instead of the other Russian women with just the one across. And She is Greek. That's true. She had a lot of forearm hair. <laughs> yeah, but... She had some other parts that were pretty much better. I don't know. She probably smelled like tzatziki, though, so and which I'm cool with. Whatever. Whatever. And she probably didn't look like a man. Yeah. And they probably had spanakopita at the wedding. Fucking right. Yeah. You know you know what that is? No. It's spinach pie, and it looks fucking fantastic. Ew. Anyway, hold on. So the, the, the marriage to Princess Anna, our hairy, hairy princess here, cements the relationship between... The Rus and the Byzantines. My big fat Greek wedding. (laughs) Take two. Or, well. Uh, They've probably done more than that. I don't know. I've never seen the first one, so. Never cared to. Not not big on the uh, the rom-coms. But. Sure. uh, So in 994, Basil II sends forces into Syria because. That's what you do. You're Christians and you, you know. These people believe in a different version of the same God as us. Kill them. Uh, so a large chunk of his forces, as a matter of fact, about 6,000 of them, because that's, that's the number the Varingian guard kind of stay at for the most part is Mm 6,000, not too many more, not too many less, like Mm -hmm. negligible numbers either way. Um, so it turns out Vikings do pretty fucking good on land too, even in the sand. They are your, they're, they're your workhorse, (laughs) uh, just kind of, you know, the, uh, let's see, what, what's a word we could use for him here? 
They're spark plugs. They're uh, they're your good like utility middle infielder when it comes to Warriors. They can do a little bit of everything. I'm gonna say they're like they're like the Swiss Army knife. Swedish Army knife. Whatever. Scandinavian Army knife. Sure, <laughs> I will go with it. Uh, so they were a huge part of the ba- of this absolute ass handing that was handed out at uh, Antioch. And when they got bored there, they raided a little bit down the coast to Tripoli. It's about 137 miles down the coast. No big deal. Did you have your crayons for dinner? You know it. <laughs> I have my reds and my oranges and my greens. No disrespect to any, any Marines that listen, but I've heard you guys eat crayons. And, uh, I, work, I work with a guy that's a, it's a crayon eater. He was a Marine. And, and I tell uh, him, I tell... <laughs> we're, 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 we're from Army families, so. <laughs> uh, yes, we're very much Army. It's like, you know, there, there's a, there, Marines is not a name, it's an acronym. Muscles uh-huh. are required, intelligence not essential. Uh-huh. Just, you know, and I can speak from experience with that one with, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so then in 999, I don't know. I just rounded up to ten dollars. Uh, Basil sent <laughs> hey. his boys to besiege the capital. Uh, I'm sorry, besiege and capture Amessa, Syria. Um, and when the Varingians broke in, they followed the screaming throng of civilians to for- to a large fortified monastery in the city. And uh, you could probably assume what they did next, um, because Vikings have a genetic predisposition to they, burning down churches and whatnot no 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 and, they had uh, a party huh they had a party oh they fucking partied um so anyone so basically they you know we we, we raid the church we we uh, put it to the torch and then uh anybody that's in there that comes out we're gonna capture not normal because they would have been like hey what are you doing running for your life i've got to fucking kill you now but they're like, nah, we'll just capture them. Yeah, but this is the this is the beginning of the Byzantine Empire. They they're you know, well not well, well, Syria wasn't. Well, this is this is uh because this is Turkey, so this is you know, kind of like Ottoman Empire. This is pre-Ottomans. Yeah, but still same. Because Syria was was very much a Muslim country. Yeah. And the Byzantines were literally the fucking western roman empire yeah so not muslim <laughs> well eastern roman empire whatever east west or how about the the fucking roman empire that actually exists then <laughs> no there's two <laughs> shadow of its former self it is there's two because it got split it's like fucking like rocky five where he's like yeah i'm still here but i'm not rocky anymore i gotta pay this professional boxer that's also a drug addict in real life, that died of AIDS to be in the movie. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, the 10th century rolls around. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Eh, the, the 11th century. My bad. Um, and Basil, again, sends his guys out to battle, and this time they'd, uh, they'd campaign in Armenia and Georgia. Uh, and also, again, that's 6,000... Varingians, like that same number comes up. They went out to the fight, and at one point during uh, parlay, which happened all the time, you'd get your generals from each side would come out, they'd meet in the middle, 
they'd talk some shit. They'd be like, hey, so I think you should surrender. And the other guy'd be like, nah, but you should totally surrender. And they'd be like, ah, that's cool. Then they'd go back and fight. Um, <laughs> so during parlay with a with some Georgian leaders at uh, Havsik, an argument kicked off between one of the leaders of the Varingians and, uh, <laughs> and the Georgian leaders. And this resulted in a pretty intense little skirmish between the two small forces before the rest of the armies could get there. By the rest time the rest of the armies had gotten there, uh-huh. they'd kind of settled their differences. <laughs> like, not, it's like when, you know, you like a baseball fight, the bench is clear and uh, you got the guys that come out from the dugout, but they do it from the, uh, from the, the bullpen, but they do it real slow because they don't actually want to fight. That's what happened with the, with the full rest of the armies. Um, but in said little skirmish, um, the Armenian grand prince, Patriarchos was killed. So the, the the term Varingian, which I have been using and I'm going to continue to use, wasn't really a thing until around this time frame when Basil II decided to change the composition of the military um, where you had your, uh, like your inner circle, like the guys that would protect the emperor. They were politically appointed military Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah i don't like that i don't like that idea anymore i'm gonna get some guys that will fight like goddamn dogs until they die and i think it's gonna be these white boys uh (laughs) so he made the varingian guard his personal guard and then he would he'd handpick like a few here and there from the rest of the military to fill in holes just to keep the byzantine feel to it and you'd have so you're not like well what you have people in town you know in the city saying why is he just using these outsiders why doesn't he have any of our guys in there to protect him also yeah so the main core of the guard was made up of kevin Rus, and um essentially that was it uh and um going forward the varingian guard would be a sign on the battlefield that not only were the enemies about to have a very very bad day it also meant that the emperor was there to, to witness it um, because he would obviously keep a small group of them to protect him and be like, okay, the rest of you guys go fight. And they would. So the Rus would soon be followed by other ethnic, uh, ethnic groups that joined, um, which would include, and th- this is the part that blows my mind. Listen to the, the, the makeup of what we get here. Danes, Norwegians, Icelanders, Swedes, Englishmen, and the Welsh. So the reason, the way you get those other Western European guys, like the English, the the uh, uh, the Welsh, couple of French here and there, is because the Crusades are going on, and some of these guys would come through because again, you've got to go through Constantinople to get to the Middle East to go to to go to uh, yeah. uh, Jerusalem. Yep. And a lot of these guys, either on the way there or on the way back, would just kind of see what was going on and decide, I'm going to stick out here and kind of you know, see what kind of fun we can have, you know? A lot of historians at the time used the term Varengoy, which would turn into Varingian and Rus interchangeably. Um, they're crucial in Every aspect of combat, every engagement that Basil II is involved in during his reign, making up not only the core of his personal guard, um, but also 
a specialized unit that would fight out in open battle. So this was, I'm not going to say the first version of special forces kind of, but they were up there, you know, as, as being one of the older ones, mm-hmm. um, between the years, uh, year 1001 and 1018, Basil II ordered his forces through Bulgaria, Anatolia, Greece, and Macedonia. All of this was taking land and resources from uh, the Bulgarian Tsar. And this dude's got a name. It's spelled Samuel, but it's not pronounced Samuel. And depending on what source you look at, it's either Samuel, Samuel, with two L's, or Samael. So... I'm just gonna go with Samuel because I'm too white to pronounce the other ones all that time. You know, every time it comes in. Or you just say Sam. Czar Sam sounds like a fucking Rodney Dangerfield character. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm the Czar. Take my wife, please. Whatever. You know, Ugh. pulling on his fucking toga and shit. Um. So we know that the Varingians were there because of archaeological digs that have happened since then that turned up piles of equipment that didn't belong in that area. You've got a lot of, uh, like Dane axes, uh, steel helmets with chain mail and nose guards, shit like that, that the Byzantines weren't using at the time. And it was compositionally Northern European. Yeah, yeah, because while well, the Vikings, you know, they did come down that far, right? I mean, but but this time, by this time though, the Vikings were kind of uh, they were kind of fading off. Yeah, because they were becoming more Christian and flooding in, you know, just just I don't know, settling into the different empires around them. Yeah. Um. So I think honestly, at this point, we'd probably be in a good spot to talk about some equipment and tactics that they would use. Um, because, you know, who doesn't like talking, you know, weapons and tactics? I know we do. Um, so what I find really interesting is that from the time they were formed to the time they were dissolved, they carried weaponry and armor that were more native to the lands where they came from. Uh, they even flew the banners of their national whatevers. Like, the unit that they would have been with before, before mm-hmm. they joined the Varingian Guard. If they had the banner, they're like, fuck it, run it up the pole. We'll just carry that in. Who cares? Yeah. Um, so, what makes this really interesting is the mix of styles and function of weapons and armor um, that are showing up on the battlefield. So, just kind of, like, picture this. You are some fucking, uh, I don't know, let's, uh, you're Syrian, Okay. You're out there, you're in your, your uniforms. You have the guy next to you looks just like you in uniform. Guy next to you is wearing the same shit, too. Uh-huh. And you look across the line, and you see this ragtag group of dickheads that none of them fucking match. What are you going to think? Oh, they just grabbed these, these pricks off the street and gave them weapons and stuff. And then 30 seconds later, you're trying to hold your fucking guts in while you're bleeding out in the sand. Because, yeah, they look like shit, but they fight like hell. <laughs> sounds, um, sounds awfully familiar yeah weird kinda, right kind of like our yeah weird how that works how history repeats itself almost you know sort of not um, really so depending on where these soldiers were from you'd see everything from um 
Scandinavians with their long hafted Dane axes, padded tunics, chainmail, iron helmets uh, with the nose guards on them. What um, most people would refer to as Norman helmets, where guess where the fucking Normans got it from? Um, to like the more mainland European stuff where you'd have like the scaled armor with uh, steel helmets, the male hoods and spears and all that horse mm-hmm. shit. Um, and later times you would have seen motherfuckers in full plate mail with halberds and long swords. So, you know, and eventually they would get what would be more a, a more traditional you know, uniform kind of thing, um, which mostly switched them into a uh, lamellar kind of armor, which is uh, if you look at it, it's, it's small individual square plates that are, uh, uh, they kind of overlap in rows, and they are all edged in with leather to keep it all from from falling apart. Um, remember, I said I was going to mention the samurai picture samurai armor. That's that's lamellar armor, um, and then you would have even had stuff like scaled armor, where it's again small plates overlapping, except this time it looks more like um, like lizard scales, which is where scaled armor comes from. Yep. And they chose these styles because they're fairly light pretty mobile and you still offer a good amount of armor to all the squishy stuff that you don't want to get stuck in. So, um, I think now might not be a bad time to take a quick break if you're cool with it. Yeah. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll have you folks listen to some ads for a second. And if you want to hang out, we're about to get into some of the really cool shit. (laughs) We'll be right back. All right. We're back. Fuck. Yeah. So, tactically, there's not a lot known about it because they didn't really keep record as to how they fought. Um, Records records are getting to be more and more, you know, by this time, because this, I mean, by the time, you know, like the, this is like the high point. Yeah. This is close to the high point of, uh, of, uh, of the Byzantine Empire. Yeah, exactly. Because this is what, how, how. We're this in the early 1000s. Early 1000? Yeah. Thousand. hundreds. What an asshole. Yeah, early 1000. So, like, because by, as I was just looking at something, and it said, like, by 1200 CE, the population of Byzantium, Constantinople, was at, like, 2 million people. Yeah. And then it fell. Yeah. It sure fucking did. <laughs> um, during the Fourth Crusade. Mm-hmm. And it went down... Like a sack of bricks. Yeah, big time. We'll, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that too. And uh, and then the population like went down like drastically. Yeah, because when the Turks came through, they killed everyone. Yeah, they didn't take a lot of prisoners. They killed everybody. Um, but I mean, again, this is, this is on the heels though. This is like close to the first crusade that you're talking yeah. about. Because first crusade only happened like 96 years after. Right. So, but what, what you were saying with records, they're keeping records of the battles, like who won, who did what, shit like that. They're not keeping records of how these guys fought. No, no, no. But the way that a lot of people think it worked is it was almost like a medieval version of the French Foreign Legion, where you'd have your, these guys would divide up by common language. So you'd have your, um, your Norsemen with your Norsemen, you'd have fucking English with English, whatever. But it wasn't like a, a xenophobic, whatever fucking thing you want to say. It was tactical. So you'd have everybody that speaks the same language here with a commander 
that had an interpreter. So they're getting orders. They're coming through the interpreter to the commander who's delivering it to his guys. So that makes sense. Instead of like trying to use fucking hand signals and stuff, which would have ended up with, it would have been a bloodbath every single time they went out to fight. Um, the head of the guard uh, would be called the Akalothos, which translates to follower or attendant. Um, and at this rank, when the emperor was gone, this dude is given keys to the city. He's literally the second in command of the Byzantine Empire. Uh-huh. And the reason that the title follower or attendant was given to him is because when the emperor went anywhere, this was the guy that was the closest to his back because he trusted him enough to know that he wasn't going to get stabbed there. You know what I mean? It's This isn't a fucking Caesar thing. Yeah, um, a brute. Yeah, you start stabbing salad dressing. Uh, so tactically, when you can, when you consider where most of these guys came from originally, probably safe to say there was a lot of tight unit, ta- you know, tight unit tactics in place. So you would have had uh, like shield walls when you're advancing and fighting. Um, other formations like wedges, trying to when you try to get into the line and separate. Um, or even box formations where you come in and obviously a big box, you let that front line collapse in and circle back around. And when you do that, you're opening the door inward and everybody comes in and you just enclose around them. Um, so honestly, that's a lot of that was just my thought as to how they would have fought. Because again, there wasn't a lot of record of it. So in 1014, they fought in the Battle of Kaliden Pass. Um, which was in July, uh, July 29th of that year. The Byzantine army marched from Constantinople and, enst- uh, and entered the Stiramon Valley, reaching the village of, Cl- of Kaliden, um, where the river kind of hooks and approaches uh, a couple of different mountains, uh, mountain ranges. And <clears throat> there was an army... Ooh, There, the army kind of stopped in a a pretty thick... Oh, shit, Jesus. They were stopped by a thick wooden wall, uh, defended by anywhere in the neighborhood of fifteen to 22,000 Bulgarian troops. Uh, Basil II, understanding that it would probably not be an easy thing to do, ordered... uh, God damn these names. General Nikephoros Zapathis? Okay. Uh, fuck Jesus. Um, to maneuver his troops around to the high side on one of the mountains. And this kind of, when he sent him up there with his guys, it kind of surrounded the Bulgarians. And so they've got them cut off in the back and they just keep attacking in the front. <clears throat> Xiphus led his troops along a steep path that led him into the Bulgarians rear. And on July 29th, he actually kicked off the attack by coming in the back door. Uh, the trapped Bulgarian soldiers attempted uh, abandoned their fortifications to face the attack and Basil on the other side, and he was actually able to break through the wall. In the confusion, thousands of Bulgarian troops are killed. The rest are running off in every different direction, just trying to get out of there because what they need to do is they need to regroup and head back west. Got to head back home and get reinforcements. Uh, so a guy by the name of Samuli and his son Gabriel uh, 
Radomir is the last name on that one, immediately left their headquarters and tried to bring uh, reinforcements into the valley. Um, but they were overwhelmed almost immediately uh, by a, a quick, what they refer to as a quickly advancing attacking enemy, which I think that might be our boys there. Cause it's not real specific. This battle is just a clusterfuck. And the only reason I put it in here is for a huge detail. Um, so many Bulgarian soldiers are killed and uh, unfortunately some of them were captured. Historically, the claim is made over 15,000 Bulgarian prisoners are captured of those all of them are blinded except for one in every hundred who are left with one eye so they can lead them back home the half blind leading the fully blind <laughs> um so when czar sam our buddy there uh saw what happened and kind of had a chance to react to it he died of shock <laughs> wow yeah yeah so after the death of basil ii in 1025 the new emperor would keep the varingians as his personal force because that was one of the things that basil had set up was i did this not just for me i did this for my uh what's the word i'm looking for not predecessors successors so anybody in my line that takes control of the of this empire will have these guys who yes they're technically mercenaries but they're super fucking loyal mercenaries because they're getting paid well they're getting fed well they've got their run of i'm assuming they've got their run of women in, in town um they've got they're just they're happy they're happy they get to be vikings they they get to do whatever they want they get to go kill people. And like, that's, that's a big incentive for these people. Like, yeah, we do. We had to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah, we maybe embraced your God, but when we die, we still want to do it the right way. Yeah. True. Um, so they were highly respected and revered by other forces in the empire as well. Um, and when Constantine, the eighth, <laughs> I fucking hate Roman numerals because I can read them, but I'm like, five, seven, eight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so when Constantine the eighth took over, he fucking loved these guys. Uh, hey, see, you know what? I don't think. And the funny thing is when you say that, when you say like, uh, uh Roman numeral, I don't think they teach Roman numerals now. They don't. They, they don't teach kids how to read fucking analog clocks anymore. You kidding? <laughs> yeah. Back in my day. Um, so if there was people that he needed dead, these are the guys he's sending in. Um, in 1040, a detachment of Varingians were allowed to go fight for the Manukes in Sicily, um, which leads us into the subject of next week's episode. Uh, the leader of that little detachment, a man by the name of Harold Sigurdsson. You probably know him better as Harold Hardrada, the last king of the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I am super excited for next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're not going to get into too much what he did here because we'll have any fun fucking talk about next week. Uh, so a few years later, <laughs> uh, about 10 years or so, uh, Harold left for reasons... 
in 10 uh, in 1054 um, there was an invasion of of uh, Byzantine Armenia by a group of Seljuk Turks um, and the Seljuk Turks I want to say are the group that were the predecessor to the Ottoman Empire I believe um, because they, they they were a really big deal and they would be uh, <clears throat> probably a good thing for our guys here that it wasn't a couple decades later because uh, there was a guy coming up through the ranks by the name of Suleiman the first who is a badass uh, I I could be wrong but I want to say he's one of the forebearers of fucking Saladin. He was a, he was a bad motherfucker. Um, but anyway, the forts making it, uh, the, the forts, <laughs> the Turks make it into the fortress of, uh, uh, of, uh, Babyard. And, uh, when they got in there, they were met by the Varingians. So easy way to put it. Not a good day to be Turkish. Uh, they lost, a pile of men. They didn't do very well at all when they came up against the Varangians. Um, was I right? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look up. Uh, Looking for a uh, spelling? Yeah. S-U-L-E. He was after Solomon? Uh, Saladin, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... I this... feel like there was a relationship there, though. No, this was like... He was... Uh... Solomon oh, because Saladin was in the First Crusades. The first, like, yeah, is it the first or second crusade? Uh, yeah this this guy was like fifteen hundred. Okay, so he was he was well after. Okay, well so after. in uh, in twelve oh three, the city is besieged by Western European forces, uh, led mostly by Venetians, but there was other people in there as well, which would have been uh, like French Crusaders. Because, yes, it's a Christian country, it's a Christian empire, but it's not the same breed of Christianity. Because yeah. the Byzantine Empire didn't recognize uh, uh, Innocent II, who was the Pope at the time of the Fourth Crusade. Yep. They didn't recognize him as Pope. No. They're like, this guy's a fucking crock. He sucks. Which, they weren't wrong. He was a piece of shit. Because that's why they, they became more, um, I think this is... Because they eventually, like, because they were Eastern Orthodox. Yes, so exactly. That's, and that's why the Crusaders attacked them without any question. They're like, yeah, because yeah. they were... Different branch of fucking Christianity. Well, there was Christianity, but there was Christians, but there was also Eastern Orthodox. Right, which but, is what the Byzantines were. Yeah, and they kind of pushed Eastern... Uh, the Eastern Orthodox religion kind of, like, pushed further, you know, yeah. to the East. Which is where you get why a lot of Russians are Eastern Orthodox, is uh -huh. because that's still a common thing over there. Um, well, it is the thing. Cause right. That's... Well, th there's, it's not just them though. Cause there's other, obviously you've Catholics and I'm assuming probably Protestants somewhere over there too, but. Oh, probably. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't you get offshoots of everything. Not, yeah. Judeus, Jews and you know, I don't Muslims. know if they let Jews in Russia still. They do. Do they? Right. Because I know they don't like gays there. So uh, they, they they're, they're not real good. They're not cool with a lot of people. They were there before the Jews were there before. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's just, you know. Historically time. speaking, still not super nice to the Jews. The Russians weren't. 
you know, they had concentration camps too. Yeah. Yeah. They hunted Jews for sport. But yeah. It wasn't, I mean, <laughs> the Jews haven't had a good time through history, even during That's this time. That's true. <laughs> even during this time, they were, you know, they were always, they had different diasporas, which is basically, if anybody doesn't know what diaspora is, it's just basically um, like a, a, a separation. Yeah. You know, they had uh, a lot of those throughout history because they had, like, uh, during the the Roman times, they were pushed out. You know, and then they came back. back further to the Egyptians. And... Well, no, the old Egyptians were during this time. But, they no, they were, like, I mean, they fled out of Egypt to, to um, Canaan. Yeah, because, you, you know, know, the Egyptians weren't super cool to them either. Well, I mean, when you start when you start believing in a, in one God, you know, and True. you don't believe in you know m- many gods, you're not. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, can't think of the term. Mono. Uh, you're, when you're monotheistic Theistic, instead of polytheistic. Poly- yeah. I got yes. you. I can't. I can't think of successor, but monotheistic. I got right on the tip of my fucking yeah. tongue. I mean, if you're not, you know, you know, the, a monotheistic belief. Which, which, ultimately, really, they really weren't, because they kind of turned uh, the Egyptians by that time. They were more uh, monotheistic. Yeah, they were they, getting they be- just into raw for the most part. Well, no, they, well, they basically believed that. Um, well, at one point, they believed that uh, uh, Emotep, or no, it was uh, uh, um, Common? Tutankhamun's father, which would have been, uh, I don't know. I believe mm. that he like trying to like basically make it like he was the god king. Yeah, the god king. He yeah. was king, and he was the god, and he was the son of Ra. Yeah, which Ra was hot. Like he was, you know. Yeah, I mean, he was stock. Ra's stock was real high at the time. <laughs> but I'm, but like they kind of uh, like kind of like made it so that you know, uh, kind of I don't know. Swished it around a little bit. That's why, like, uh, um, the um, like Kaiser and you know, like, oh, like that term for uh, ruler. Oh, you know, kind of comes around. But you know, you, you got to give him credit for as much bullshit and stupidity that the Jews have been put through. They got a sense of humor about it. They, re- they true. You know, I mean, they, they just they, kind of fucking take the you know, roll the punches, and they're you know. They're, they, but they've persevered though. Yeah, because I mean, you, the you can't make jokes about uh, like you know, like what you do with you hear with you know people making jokes about Jews, which most of them are Jewish, also making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see a lot of uh, a lot of Muslims doing that because they take offense to it. Um, Christians are kind of the same, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to this. Um, so June twenty fourth of uh, twelve oh three, um, the Venetians are trying to take the walls of Constantinople. Uh-huh. Not working out so hot, um, and the guys that are captured by the Varangians are being taken directly to the emperor. And uh, you want to talk about right to a speedy trial? They were executed damn near immediately after they were like, "Who are you?" This is who we are. Fucking kill them. You know, maybe not a fair trial, but speedy nonetheless. Um, so they held the walls until July 17th. So they held them for almost a month. The, the Byzantine forces did. Yeah. 
And eventually the Venetians break through the seawall with a battering ram, which I had never fucking heard of up until this. Usually you think battering ram, they're hitting a gate, they're hitting a wall somewhere. No. They came in from the fucking ocean with a battering ram. Yeah. And smashed through the wall. Oh, yeah. Um, they, had, they had those on ships. It was like, they would... Uh... Usually you would, you would see them for ramming other ships, though. This was to hit a fucking wall. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of super cool. Because who's the first guy to go, you know, we got all these bolts. Why don't just fucking smash one through the wall? Fuck it. Going that way. They will n- literally never see it, it coming. Was, it was probably like they, they probably were like, you know, but they first had to figure out, okay, which boat do we not like? Yeah. I'm sorry. Which ship do we not like the most? Which can hold up. But we don't really like it. Jim's the captain of that one. He's an asshole. Send him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. What did I do to you? Literally carved on his tombstone. Oh, fuck. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so the, the Venetians then swarm through the hole in the seawall, and they eventually capture 25 towers on the outside of the city. Um, and Constantinople at the time, for most of the time that, it, that it's been there, has had the inner walls of the city, uh-huh. outer walls, and then a third set of walls, which is what made it such a bitch to take in the first place. Um, but you can only have one at the seawall, and that's where why they hit them there. So they eventually, like I said, they, they capture 25 of the towers throughout the walls, um, and they did that in a matter of about an hour. They got in the city, and they butt-fucked Constantinople. Um, and that night, the emperor fled the city with all the goddamn money that he could carry, literally wiped out the coffers of the city and fled with the Varangian guard. Um, the guy that, so the guy that, that essentially kind of sold the Byzantines out was the son of the previous emperor whose brother is now the emperor because he blinded him and sent him off to fucking wherever. So the son of the rightful emperor promised the fucking crusaders. Um, it was somewhere, it was like 200,000 uh, marks or whatever it was, uh, silver marks. Uh, he also promised to send so many Byzantines with them on the crusade. Cause they're headed to fight the fourth crusade at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get in there. Well, no, the the, the first crusade. So, well, whatever. They were, they were headed off to fight crusades. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because the fourth, uh, fourth was a little bit was a lot later. So, they get there. They put this asshole back in power. He goes to try to get the money to pay them, and comes up with about half of it. <laughs> so after they've taken the city, they just kind of chill there waiting for the rest of their money, and they never make it to the Crusades. By the time everything is settled, the fucking Crusade is ended. Um, and for that, the entire force was excommunicated by the Pope. But when the higher-ups of said force got the letter, they literally threw it out and didn't say anything to anybody. Because <laughs> you're not going to be like, oh, fuck, we got excommunicated, boys. What do we do now? Like, nah, fuck it. Just off to the sea with it. Um so after the fall of Constantinople, um, they stayed, the Varangians stayed with the emperor, obviously, but he had uh, fled to Nicaea. And 
after that, the history kind of starts to fade off. Um, they didn't go away completely because in the early 1400s, there's a letter sent back to Henry the fourth of England talking about English mercenaries and Varangopoli, which were a mixed blood descendant of Varangians where the original Varangian guard had cross pollinated with the local women and made some kind of weird fucking Viking part, Middle Eastern Greek super soldiers or some shit. I don't know. I could, you could write a book about it though. Um, but the letter detailed quote, axe bearing soldiers of the British race <laughs> fighting in defense of the city against the Turks. So the Varingian guard in one way, shape or form were around for the better part of 600 years, mm-hmm. defending a city that they had no tie to other than fucking money. Yeah. So that was the Varingian guard. It's pretty cool. I had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah. That's a good, uh, good little, uh, I guess it's better than bear attacks. I guess so. But, you know. That's good. That's still that's still in the cards. That'll happen eventually. Either here or Patreon. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good, you know, it's kind of interesting, uh, little bit of, uh, history, you know, that, that, you know, it's not really all too well talked about. Right. And, uh, I mean, it's weird. It's. One of those parts of history that I never had any interest in in high school. I was like, oh, fucking ancient Rome and Greece. It was just boring. Well, you didn't really, because the They didn't is, teach any of the cool shit. Well, no, it's, you know? it's just because they, what they taught you was, okay, you know, all right, Pluto, Plato, uh, Pluto, uh, Plato Aristotle. You know, yeah, Plato's they, not a planet anymore no. either, which is bullshit. It's a dwarf, whatever, <laughs> anyway. A dwarf planet. Technically, yeah. whatever. Um, it's a it's a satellite. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care. And uh, it, you know, they t- it told you about you know Caesar and uh, uh, well, they invented diplomacy and democracy. I don't give a fuck. I want to hear about how many people they killed and all the weird shit that happened. You guys never told us that when they built Hadrian's Wall, bunch of Roman soldiers drew dicks on it because. Dudes in the military have had the same sense of fucking humor since the dawn of time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, they t- told us, you know, about the, you know, how okay, Rome fell, all right, Christianity took over. By the time, you know, what before Rome was falling, Christianity was starting to take over. Okay, well, Rome fell, all right. Well, we want to, you know, keep it, you know, the way it is. Well, then, you know, Charlemagne or Charles the, the first. First or second, something like that, yeah. Shar came in, and he was like, okay, well, hey, I want to revive, you know, because I've, I've turned to Christianity. Yeah. And I want to revive Christ- – I want to revive the Holy Roman Empire, you know, and, okay, well, we'll have – you know, we got this one and we got the other one because we can't really have two, you know. Because these ones don't get along with these ones, so. Yeah, it's not like we're, we can't, you know – it's just too much to have one whole, you know, empire again. Yeah. You know, keep it separate, but but equal, but run by the Pope, who at this time was no longer in, uh, in Italy. He, he was, was in France because his ass got kidnapped. <laughs> then he's like, "Hey, it's nice here. <laughs> I kind of like it. They yeah. got seasons. There's less Italians. It's great." <laughs> you know, and, and, and then eventually, you know, and then you get, you know. 
then shit just happens and things flow along and you get you know the battle of 1066 and oh. you know that that's kind of shapes england to what it is we're going to talk about some some england shaping battles next week like and, one very specifically you know the because the battle of 1066 was like the big one you know and and then you know you move along and you get fucking henry the eighth who's like you know what fuck your pope yeah <laughs> and your he says i can't divorce this bitch i'll show him i'll fucking do it <laughs> yeah guess what Mary got plowed. There you go. I said it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's it's. But I mean, like there was like just so like that's pretty much you know it's how history went for yeah. us when we were in school. It like it took me to go to like a college to learn so to much get lied more. To about more shit. <laughs> well, no, no, no I've no. learned more accurate shit about history outside of school than I think I ever would have in school. No, I actually I learned a lot. Of accurate history because that's what my professor, my, my professors were like. Listen, you know, don't read, don't believe everything you see on the History Channel, except for the alien shit, obviously. Because not, not even you that. did. <laughs> a lot of that, sh- like a lot of the stuff, is actually fucking false. Yeah, it's not true. You know, when they say they have oh expert this, well, believe it when it says a professor from blah 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 college or. You know, whatever. Then you can start believing in it. Maybe. You know, it's because uh, they still have an agenda. Not really. When they it comes, do. When it comes to history, there's they no do. Agenda. It's keeping your job, getting tenure, becoming the head of your department, shit like that. Yeah, but that's an agenda, like inside the thing. Not teaching as far as like, hey, no, getting your knowledge out there, because you have to get published every so often, which means you have to do fucking research, right? And you have to do a lot of research. You know, my professor that I one of the professors I had actually published a book. I don't know if it's out or not, or he was or published a paper on um um oh fuck, what was his name? Uh, uh had to do with uh Braveheart with the whole like, William Wallace. No, well, it had to do with William Wallace, but uh, shot Longshanks. Oh uh, yeah. And he wasn't nearly as much of a prick as the movie made him look yeah, like. Yeah, it was. He like, probably still was, but not as much. No, it, it, it. And he's like, "Don't believe." He's like, "I'm so pissed off at this movie because that's not who Longstrings actually was," and you know, and everything. It's like it portrays him a total different way. Right, but how often are historically, you know, based movies completely accurate? Well, I will tell you. The, um, the last duel was damn near spot on like to the point accurate hmm. i and i didn't think it was and i actually had to look it up and i had looked up all the details there was some things that they cut out because obviously it's you know it'd be just too long boring shit yeah it would be too long and they had to compact it but the fucking movie was like accurate as a motherfucker so, and, and they were accurate, and they were. It was a fucking good movie, right? So, do you want you want to bookend the episode with uh with some reviews that are in? Sure. <laughs> okay, so these are our three most recent reviews from uh, Chartable, which kind of uh, compiles all of this shit into one spot. Um. So the first one is titled, "If Beavis and Butthead Had a Podcast." Two stars. Fair. Okay. 
I wish I had Mike Judge's money, but I don't. Um, so maybe this works if you just don't really care that they take an hour to deliver five minutes of content. I take offense to that, by the way. Um, and maybe this works if you don't mind that mic volumes between the two of them are so far off that you either don't get everything the second guy mumbles out or, uh, or you adjust it so that the main narrator is annoyingly loud. Again, I, I, I'm assuming that I am the quote-unquote main narrator in this story because I am annoyingly loud. I have a big mouth. We've discussed this. And I guess I mumble. You I do kind know. of mumble, but own it. <laughs> sure um, whatever so hey you know what i say fuck you if you if you have if you think you're good if you think you could do better get your ass on the fucking mic get on do a podcast and see how well or how easy doing a podcast is the the part that i take the most offense with here is that we take an hour to deliver five minutes of content which i mean we're at a we're at an hour 30 here and i'm like i'm guessing approximately between the dead spots and some other things, we'll probably lose about 10 minutes of content out of this. And uh, most of it is actual show-related content, not reviewing something that one of our fucking amazing listeners sent us or not listening to some fuckface complain about a free product that if he doesn't like, he could just not listen to. Let me finish this one, though. Apart from those things, it's not too bad having, having on in the background what I want to zone out. Cool. Great. Thank you, Mick Stevo from Australia. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. You're the one Australian listener that's that's a total cunt. <laughs> the other ones that we have, pretty fucking cool. Um, five stars. Holy shit. Vermonter here. Just happened, uh, just happened on this podcast while listening to Mysterious Circumstances. Eh, 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 Justin. Uh. There you go, buddy. <laughs> I grew up in Rutland. I'm very sorry. Whoa. <laughs> very familiar with the Chittenden area. Chittenden's cool. It's super nice. Um, uh, you should talk about the dam. We could, because there's some weird shit that's happened there. Um, it is a man-made dam, but it also flooded, like, fucking broke and flooded the entire town of Rutland for the most part. No, um, it didn't get that far. But there's also, there has been ghost sightings there. So, makes well, you yeah, wonder. because there's some people that actually did, I think there's one person that did die. Yeah. While building the dam. Because um, they built it in the fucking middle of winter. We're in Vermont. You have two goddamn months where it's nice enough to try to work on stuff. you got to work through the winter. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, he continues. Uh, I'm sorry. Listener, whatever. Whoever whoever you are. I don't know if you're a man or a woman or a fish or whatever. Um, if you're a fish, I'd like to know how you the fuck you type this. Um, continues zombie. on. Uh, listening to the Wilson Castle episode. In parentheses. Been there. Super fucking cool, by the way. Yeah. Um, so excited. Thank you. And that is from Lake Champagne <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. That's a fancy as fuck name, and I like it. It is. I like it. Um, well, thank you. So this one is a one-star rating uh-huh. from uh, from Apple. So I'm going to save the title of it because got comments on that. Um, the entirety of this one, just two idiots, like the description says. Again, we own it. We know that we're kind of idiots. It's fine. Um and the title of it is Choke Yourself, to which I would respond, I would, but I don't get the same, same angle your mom does or the same pressure, so it doesn't work out as well. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm just going to say this. I hate people. Yeah. But I, I just like to call these people out. Uh, and that is uh, 
Brick2941 on Apple Podcasts. So if you're still listening, go fuck yourself. (laughs) B-Rick. Thanks, Brick or B-Rick or whatever the hell. I don't understand it, but okay, fine. Thank you. Yeah, so in other words, I listened to one episode. I didn't like it. Fuck these guys to death. Sure. That's basically how that works. Whatever. You know. You could not leave a review. You could also just not listen because, I mean, we're doing okay without you. We're doing not bad. We've, I mean, 7,000 downloads. We've had, we just literally are ending our biggest month that we've ever had on this show. So obviously, you not liking one episode of it doesn't hurt too bad. I'm not a bragger. Um, I mean, I don't like to brag of how so many. So go I listen just, to. We're, I, think, I think we're pretty humble guys. Uh, yeah, for the most part. You know, we, we praise our listeners and say thank you. Because thank you guys you, are thank fucking you. awesome. You know, thanks for listening. Thanks for, you know, I mean, 7,000 downloads in a month. Except for you, like, three English guys. You know, well. Still got a bone to pick with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But, you well, know. I think we're going to do battle or something. Well. You know, I think it's going to. Unfortunately, they're going to they're gonna have the last laugh in next week's episode. Spoiler alert if you're unfamiliar with history from a thousand-ish years ago. It's okay. Uh you know, maybe a little over, but um, it's you know, I, I just say to everybody that's you know, it's a shitter that says you know, that comments stupid stuff. You know, <laughs> uh, if you if you feel that you can do better, go and do it, please. Yeah, I want it, and then and then send us a link to your podcast. Oh, because I'm gonna fuck you up in the reviews. <laughs> no, you know, send it, to, and, and if you're good. I will. I would gladly say you're good. Oh no, fuck that! You know, if there's one thing that motivates me more than food, it's spite. I so, mean, but it's just it's not easy doing this. Yeah. you know, we do this because we like it, and we like interacting with everybody that listens if, if, to this. If we were doing this for the money, well, we're fucked. Goddamn! If we were doing this for the money, I wouldn't have enough to put fucking gas in my car. Yeah. We're pretty much screwed. I mean, we don't. You don't. You don't get paid a lot. You, do, you have to do it just for fun. I'd make more. I'd make more money handing out blowjobs on the street, and I'm not even good at them. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're four years into this. Yeah. And fuck. Yeah, there's times where I mean, we're only fucking human. Yeah. You know, we we, we both we work. have times that you know we work eight days, eight five days a week. Some some six. You know, I work six, six days a fucking week, man. Well, five and a half. Still. Five and a half. Then and then you do know, this, you know, or fifteen then, to twenty hours a week in research and shit. Do, Between research, know, recording, and editing, you know. I mean, doing this, you know, for however long we in during the week, yeah. And you try to, you know, to put something out every single week. To <laughs> we put out two episodes a week. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's kind of it's time consuming. It it's sure rough, is. It's rough. But we you know what? We're not doing it for money. It's love of the fucking game. We're like Cal Ripken Jr. We ain't doing this for the money. We're just doing no. it because we love it. No, and we love you guys. But Except I, mean, I would I would really hope to play for a better team than the Orioles. But yeah, I mean we're we're probably closer to I don't know maybe the Cleveland Browns of mm. podcasting, huh. where it's like we're not great, but we we might squeak out three four wins a season. Yeah. You know, I'll just I'll just say this before we you know yeah. close it out with all our other stuff. But it's just okay. this, you know, yeah, we're four years in. Yeah, do we have some some spots where we have some improvement to do? You know, um, 
and yeah, everybody does. Everybody does. <laughs> We're only human. We try our goddamn hardest, you know, to to do stuff, and you know, we have up weeks, we have down weeks, you know, and things, you know, might aggravate the fuck out of us on the, uh, you know, but sometimes it's, it's usually technical stuff, technical stuff that yeah. aggravates us, and. You know, and then we have to have the other one say, "Hey, calm down," or you chill know, the fuck out, you know, breathe. It's a it's a breathe situation. But for all you other people, thank you so much. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that shit. Yeah, Studio, go check them out. Studio dot com, s u d i o dot com. Go check them out. They have headphones, earbuds, Bluetooth speaker, everything you want. You can even combine those combine speaker and headphones. I'm going to say this: um, buy the E twos. They are probably the most comfortable earbuds I've ever used, and the battery life on them is unimaginable. I'm going to say this. I mean, all, all of, pretty much all of their, all, well, I'm not going to say pretty much, no, all, all their stuff, you know, studio stuff has really good battery life. I, I'm telling you. And when, they're when comfortable I can, as hell. So, like, my truck doesn't have a, has a radio, but I can't connect to Bluetooth, so when I leave here in the morning at 6.30 to go to work, I got my earbuds in. I get to work. I take one out. I don't even shut it off. I just set it on my desk. Pause that one. By the time the other one's dead that I'm actually using, it's been almost seven hours. Then I just swap them. And I listen to this one for an hour while that one's charging to get me home. Yeah. it's They're amazing. And my, they're my, really I think, comfortable. I think my ads are about the same way. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. You're not going to get that battery life out of Skull Candy or fucking Bose or... Maybe. I don't you're, know. No, you're not. You're, and if you do, you're going to pay way more for them than you are studio. Yeah. But, well. Except that's, for that's, Skull Candy. They're well, you know why, shit, you know but... why they're going to pay more? Because you're not, you're not going to use the promo. You motherfucker. Look not, at you. I know. You're not using you the promo code. You can't talk code. good, but you can. Holy segue, Batman. Whoa, it's good, huh? God damn. I know. Because we can. Because we have a down, We have a promo code of Dark Windows 15 to get 15% off. Your entire order. Yes. And they ship super fucking fast. They do. And like, it's usually about seven to ten days I was five on my E2s. It was five yeah, days from the time so, I placed the order to the time they were in well, my depends, house. It depends, you know. Five depends, days. You know, but um, depends on what's going on. But they also ship from, you know, middle of goddamn Europe. Yeah. Because they're, I, I believe they ship out of like Estonia or some shit like that is from what I was saying. But yeah, they. now Nowadays, it's probably a little bit longer just because I've, I've just recently got getting something from overseas and. Um, because some Russian dickhead yeah. ruined getting headphones in, in yeah. a timely manner. Uh, also, yes. you know, invaded Ukraine, but. So put that uh, promo code of Dark Windows 15 in, get 15% off your entire purchase. Also, you can find us on Facebook. We're Dark Windows Pod, uh, podcast on there, and you can we, we have another that's that's our just our regular show page. We have the then, we have the group, and yep. we also have Dark Windows Podcast the the page. Yep. You punch in Dark Windows Podcast, you're gonna find both of them. Um, you can join the Facebook group. I'm not gonna say no questions asked because it literally asks you one fucking question and basically tells you not to be a douche. Um, but the page you can go and join that as well, and you can leave reviews there if you want. Yeah, and, which helps uh, super helps. It really we, does. And we, we we appreciate everyone that you know that uh, actually with the pod with the with the Facebook page that you know everybody that contributes to it. Oh fuck yeah! Hell, I, I would love to for everybody else that doesn't too. You know, come even, on. Even even Tell, if you're just start, even if start you're a on conversation. There, even if you're on there busting our balls for being American when there's fucking like 
less than a handful of the Brits that do that. They got balls. Yeah. They got balls come, like stepping to the Americans like that. And then we give it back to them. We sure and do. And then they give it back Just to Just like us. we did in 1776. Fuck you, Redcoats. Yeah. How you like <laughs> um, that, Ben? And you, you know who else we really appreciate? <laughs> All the folks over on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash dark windows podcast. We've got, uh, I want to say number 15 went up last week. Um, so we got a little, we're starting to build that back catalog up. Yeah. Um, it's five bucks a month. You get a free, you get a, an, another episode every week. It's not a full length episode. Usually it's usually, uh, uh 10, 15 minutes. Oh no, no, they're longer than that. Sometimes they're like 20 minutes to like 20 to 35 minutes. Usually we have one that went over an hour because we were, shitting on some weird neo-nazi that has a giant boner for hitler and i'm pretty sure i'm on a uh on a watch list because i visited the website to look at all of the terrible shit that he had to say um which i really should have pre-read yeah because that was upsetting uh yeah i did i don't i don't like to think that i'm a thin-skinned like you know quote-unquote snowflake but that was kind of gross to read some of that shit you know uh but we, we we have a lot of cool fucking episodes like a lot of topics that we couldn't do a full hour, hour and a half on, but they're still really fun to listen to. So yeah, go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash dark windows podcast. And it's five bucks a month. Yep. And you can also find us, uh, you can find us also besides Facebook, um, and on Patreon, you can find us on Twitter via Instagram at dark windows pod. Um, and yeah, if you guys want to reach out to us, you know, me, because you guys reach out to Kevin all the time. But if you happen to want to reach out to me, I am on there. I am Kev Hire, Kevin Hire. I'm on You're Facebook. Just coming off as desperate, man. That's you why know. they don't. I know, I know. Every time I fucking say this. Please talk to me. I know. It's like, I come just on. A friend. It's like, you guys, fu- it's like, I want to. You know, and I'm I, over here juggling conversations with people in different countries and shit. I'd love to fucking you know, interact with a lot of people, but, you know. Hell, an English only, oil tycoon or whatever the fuck he does, I don't know. The only one I interact with is Ben. Yeah. I mean, Ben's fine, whatever. He's all right. I'll take Ben. <laughs> I'll own Ben. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can own people anymore, though. <laughs> that's true. You can't. You can't lynch him either now. Because that's illegal. I thought that was always illegal. That's like murder and stuff. It just became federal crime. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Well, so- Vermont also just passed a bill here uh, about 200 years late, I'm going to say. Slavery's illegal. Saying that slavery's illegal, which we kind of weren't on board with that in the first place. Yeah. Last time I checked, but uh-huh. apparently our fucking state Congress people didn't go to high school no. to learn that. Like, um, you know, slavery bad. Vermont, no do slavery. No. Northeast, no do slavery. Northeast, help slave go Canada. <laughs> yeah. Go freedom. <laughs> you know, but uh, so yeah. easy a fucking caveman can do it. You got it. Uh, yeah, sploosh. <laughs> As I floof my caveman yeah. hair. Also, uh, so I'm on Facebook. I'm Kevin Hire and... He's uh, Kevin Carlton. I'm Kev Carlton on there if you don't yeah. want to talk to him, which nobody uh, does. It's okay. It's <laughs> Whatever. And um, uh, I'm also on uh, Instagram. I'm speedy802, S-P-E-E-D-I-E-802. Like I say, I always say, you're going to find just mostly pictures of my dog. Uh, I'm on there at Kevin Sucks at Stuff. There's an underscore between each one of those words. Um, mostly pictures of... Uh, of a gun that I just finished working on. And uh, I think the last thing I posted was that fucking Scott Hall tribute when he died. Because I don't do a lot on, on my personal Instagram. I post more on the show stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, fuck, dude. So, anyway. So, yeah. Go come, fuck yourselves. I mean, what? <laughs> come back for part. 
almost two. We're gonna we're just gonna call it an appendix next week for uh, when we talk one about point, uh, uh. So it's it's one one point. It's an emergency badass episode. One B emergency badass. Oh, because oh, it, yes. We couldn't tell part of the story because we didn't talk about him. Because if we talked about him, this would have been a fucking five-hour episode to do okay. the whole thing. Okay. So, emergency badass next uh, week. Yes. And then Kevin's going to cry him the week after that. Yes. And then, uh, do you want to yeah. roll the cube now or roll it next week for me? Let's do next week. Okay. Yeah. And uh, once again, thanks, Evan, for the for the cards. These cards are awesome. fucking excellent, man. Not going to lie. Uh, and if anybody wants to send anything else to us, I have. St- we still have an Ain't the Jam. I'm, it's always been sitting here, and I'm going... Because some punk ass keeps forgetting crackers. I don't have any crackers, motherfucker. Buy some crackers, fuckface. All right, I will. I probably have some downstairs. I just want to go. <laughs> You're just lazy. Oh, this is going to be so much more convenient in like a month and a half yeah. when the studio's downstairs. Yeah. We literally walk through a door into the kitchen or walk through a door into the bathroom. Nice. Oh, it's going to be fucking dope. Sweet. I can't wait. Huh. So, so, with that said, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. That's why I said once again, go fuck yourselves. I mean, don't go fuck yourselves. That's how we sign off on Patreon. We can't oh, do that here. Oh, what? This sorry. Patreon. Right, sorry. These sorry. fuckers aren't paying for this. Yeah. <laughs> fuck them. I mean, bye. It's free. Love- Shut up. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.